0: My name is Annie Grossman, and I'm a dog trainer. I'm the owner and co-founder of School for the Dogs, a dog training center located in Manhattan's East Village. School, school School for for the the dogs, dogs, for the dogs. School, school School for for the the dogs. dogs, for the dogs. On this podcast, I talk about dog training, interview industry experts, discuss pet trends, answer questions, and try to communicate my love for all things related to behavioral science. Thanks a lot for listening. I think this podcast will help make you the best possible human best friend any dog could ask for. A few years ago, back when Kate and I were running School for the Dogs out of my, uh, living room in uh, in 2013 uh i got a spate of prank phone calls they might have all been from the same person i don't know uh one was someone asking me if i could help them teach their dog to navigate the world wide web because right now he only knew how to do one thing online and it was to watch porn Another caller asked if I could teach the dog to use the remote control. That one I actually, I thought was legit for for half a second. <clears throat> I said, I guess I could teach a dog to use a TV remote, but why would you need to do that? And he said, well, I'd like it if he could change the channel when I'm masturbating. And one caller wanted to know if I could teach fellatio to a dog. And uh, before hanging up on, on the person, I did give a two-word answer peanut butter. Anyway, the reason that I was getting these silly phone calls was because School for the Dogs, which at that point was really just me and Kate, um, got a lot of press in the summer of 2013 for teaching dogs how to use iPads. You know, it's interesting. um, In the last couple of years, there's been this talking pet movement of people using uh buttons to teach their dogs words uh and and even sentences and uh I think around 2012 or so I was looking for those kinds of buttons which were kind of hard to find and I bought a million different kinds of buttons on on this was this was before this was like a thing I, I bought a million kinds of buttons on Amazon and was trying to uh, teach my dog to push buttons for different reasons, for different things, um, but couldn't really find a button I like. And then it dawned on me that uh, that touchscreens were really just buttons uh, and certainly uh, more available and easier to push than a lot of the ones I was getting on Amazon. So I started to teach my dog to push different buttons on the screen. Uh, I was using different apps. I found a lot of them for um, like handicapped people or kids. And then I read, uh, and I didn't really think about it as like I'm teaching my dog to use an iPad. I just thought about it more as like teaching him to push a button, I guess. Anyway, then I read something in The All, uh, which was like an online uh, magazine that was a spoof of a girl trying to get into college and writing about all the crazy, impressive, extracurricular stuff she does, and one of the things uh, it said in this uh, pastiche was that she was training her dog to use an iPad in her free time and it kind of clicked for me where I thought oh this is like a sticky idea this is something that would get people its attention it's a joke here but I actually could use teach a dog to use an iPad so I started to experiment with uh, lots of different apps where a dog could actually learn to do different things on the screen uh I helped uh, a friend of mine develop an app that's uh, still available. It's called App for Dog and you can teach a dog to push buttons on different sides of the screen. You can have your dog do a kind of drawing and uh it did uh get the interest of the press, which you know i kind of I kind of hoped it would um it was uh featured we had that we had an article about us on the cover of the Wall Street Journal. There were photos taken by the Associated Press of me and my dog, Amos. A trainer in London brought me over, and uh, I was in a bunch of English newspapers showing how you could teach a dog to draw and even read. Uh, and today we we do have a... Uh, we do using an iPad, and today we do have a class at School for the Dogs called iPaw, uh, which is uh, led by our trainer, Anna, where she helps people do this kind of thing on the iPad. But in 2013, when we, when we were getting all this publicity it really um I, I kinda knew it would be seen by people as something uh silly, frivolous. I didn't care. I just thought, well, it'll get people talking about dogs and dog training in some kind of way. But the thing is, it's actually <laughs> something that um I wish more people were doing in a more serious way. Because I think if you if you can teach a dog to use a touch screen, there's a lot of Neat stuff you can work on. You can teach a dog to differentiate between different numbers on the screen, different buttons on the screen, different colors. You could teach a dog uh, to read from the screen, which is something we've done a bunch of. And you know, the non-initiated, the first question is, well, why? Why would you want your dog using an iPad? Your dog's not going to start doing online banking for you. Um, but like so much of the the training that i like to do the the doing of it is the point you're teaching your dog to to learn from you in a more efficient way you're teaching your dog in a way that's fun for your dog and you know can be fun for you and the fact is we all have these devices on us all the time we're all obsessed with them we're all looking at them all the time so if we could figure out ways to like <laughs> help people share the interest they have in their smartphones with their dog that that could actually <laughs> benefit the dog and I do think there are things that we could use uh we could teach dogs to do on touch screens that could be useful ultimately and I am there are probably people doing this I, if you know someone I'd love to hear from from them but you know you could teach a dog to touch a touch a button that is on a touch screen to call 911 if their owner has fallen, for example. Or more simply, you know, if you have an old touch screen device, you could use that in lieu of a bell on the door and have, you, have your dog touch the touch screen to make a noise when they want to go out. I mean, a million, a million fun, silly, creative things that could be done. We have a lot of clients who have, uh, um, you know who've been able to dive into the silly and have their dogs do drawings with their noses on the iPads. Uh, I know um, Alex, our head of marketing, her husband, uh, Benny, his, his office is plastered with drawings by his dog, Gilby. Anyway, I think touchscreens with dogs uh, are an area that, that uh, has largely been untapped. <laughs> Excuse the pun. But the reason why I'm mentioning all this today is because we just started our dog training in 21 days challenge, uh, which we're doing on Instagram. Please head over there. We're spelling out what the challenges every day for the next three weeks. We're doing demos. It's uh, it's all based on the dog training 20 dog training in 21 days curriculum that I wrote uh, a year or so ago where I was sort of trying to figure out okay if I if somebody just got a dog and they had 21 days where they just maybe had a few minutes a day to focus on the dog what would I um what would I suggest so I just kind of wrote it as if I was like writing to a friend here's something that you can do every every day for 21 days and and I'm excited about it because I'm going to be doing it with my dog Poppy I think it's sort of a nice scaffolding uh to work with and um Today is day two, and today's task is to teach your dog to use a touchscreen device. And uh, this, again, you know, like I know this strikes people as just like silly, ridiculous, whatever, but there's a main reason why I like teaching this to new dog owners early on, especially to kids, because I think it's a really nice way to sort of get kids interested and excited about Dog training—it's um, really as simple as teaching a hand touch to a dog, which is one of the first things we teach almost every single dog that we work with. Uh, I'll, I'll link to the show notes about a, 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 a link in the show notes to a podcast I did all about teaching the hand touch. It's really like the core building block behavior. If I touch X to Y, good thing happens. This is sort of an equation that everything in dog training could be built on. The kind of dog training we do. Um, And in this case, you know, the X is the nose, the Y is your outstretched fingers or hand. And it's a very easy thing to teach that you can use to practice your timing because you're going to click or use a marker word the second the dog touches your hand, follow it with a reward. Um, It's something you can set up to be super simple for your dog. Your hand's going to be right in front of your dog's nose. And once you've established, um, you know, hey, when I see my human's hand out, Outstretch this way I usually like use two fingers Um, I go touch that something good happens you're building your dog's come you are you're building a tool that you can use to lure your dog into new positions so many things um, that just start with a very simple hand touch you're teaching your dog how to interact with your hands in uh, in an okay way and teaching a dog to touch a touchscreen device um, Is really no harder <laughs> than putting said touchscreen device in your hand. Uh, I think it's actually best to start with um, an a phone or like an iPad Mini, something you can kind of grab in one hand. And rather than touching your your fingers, they're going to touch this device. If you've done any kind of um, hand touch work, it's going to be extra easy because your dog's going to go towards your hand probably anyway. Um, if you haven't done any kind of hand touch work, you can set this up to be stupidly easy. You, if they're not, if touching the screen isn't working, you can even just sort of hold it out so they're touching the corner um, of it. You can have it like a quarter inch from your dog's nose. You could even put your whole device in a plastic bag and smear the screen with peanut butter um, to get their interest in it, um, which you're not going to have to do forever, but just to begin with. Um, but the reason that I like teaching this, sometimes even more than teaching a dog to just touch a hand, is because it can really help people understand why it's so important to use a marker or some sort of bridging stimulus. In this case, I like using an app called Doodle Buddy. It has, uh, which is free in, in the app store, the, the I app, the i, whatever it's, the app, Play Store, I don't know. It's free. (laughs) And uh, when you open the app at the bottom, there is a uh, icon with a smiley face that says objects. And there, um, you can basically pick out like a a rubber stamp, um, kind of. Uh, I'm gonna pick just like a regular smiley face here. And now, as soon as my finger touches the screen, it's gonna make this noise. Oh, my ringer volume is off. All right. <laughs> uh, I also like, there's like a mouth symbol. I kind of like that one. I like that one. It's a little, a little bit shorter to the point, but there are like, I don't know, a thousand different symbols here, each of which makes this kind of noise. I'm going to pick another one randomly. Here's a saxophone. What happens with that one? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and uh, when it makes this noise, it also leaves um, a little mark on the screen. Here's another one. Oh, this is an old-fashioned telephone. Oh, that's a, that's another good noise. When we're teaching a hand touch, we're clicking or saying the word yes or using some other kind of marker to pinpoint the moment the dog's nose hits the hand, and then that's being followed by a treat that shouldn't appear until after your dog uh, after your dog hears the the marker or sees the marker, if you're using a visual one, and uh, it's saying, "Hey, that thing, that thing that happened right then, when your nose touched my hand, that is the thing I am rewarding you for," because it would have been hard to get, you know, an edible treat uh, into your dog's mouth at the very second that your dog was um, engaging in that behavior. But if your dog is touching the nose to the screen, and the screen itself is what is registering uh, the touch and is letting you know with this little silly noise. Then the dog is kind of doing the work for you. You you don't have to click. You don't have to say yes. You're just going to follow that up with um, with a reward, which also doesn't have to be food. It could be play. We tend to use food, small pieces of very very small pieces of food because it's uh, quick and easy does not have to be something edible. And the owner of course then kind of walks away with um, like a, a drawing of these random icons or there is also like a paint feature in the app that is fun to use although it doesn't make noise when you use it. Um, but uh, it's you know it's sort of like a, a little brag that someone can show off but that's not really the whole point. Uh, another fun app where you can really do the same thing is called yes no. There are a bunch of different yes no apps, but um, there's one I like called Yes or No Communication that has a big red and a big green button on it. When you press the big red no button, it says no. <laughs> when you press the yes one, it says yes. So same yes. idea here, where you can ha- ask your dog a silly question, and uh, the moment their dog their nose makes contact with the screen, it's either gonna say yes. Or no, and they get then follow that with a reward. And of course, you could also use this kind of button work, and this is something that we do in our iPod class. You could use this kind of work to actually teach them dif- difference between red and green, or even a spelled-out word like yes or no. Or um, I don't know about red and green though. I always forget what dogs colors can, what colors dogs can actually see. But let's say black or white or whatever. Um, one and two. This is, this is a, a fun beginning of teaching differentiate, differentiation, um, but the starting point is just teaching them to touch this thing with their nose at all. And like I said, the, the touch is just such a fundamental behavior that you can eventually do billions of things with that have nothing to do with you know, your dog's nose and an object or your hand. It's just teaching the dog when X touches Y, when butt hits ground. When butt touches ground, that's a sit. When body touches ground, that's a lie down. When when mouth stops touching stick, that's a drop it. Um, so once you, you've started to teach this behavior, there's just a lot of places you can go with it. So go grab a touchscreen device, especially one that you might have laying around that's old, so that you don't mind getting some slobber on it. I have never had a screen break, by the way. This is something that has... <laughs> that I've been asked. I have um, also never had a device stop working because of slobber on it. It's funny, you know. Apple doesn't advertise that it won't break if your dog <laughs> bangs her nose against it, and that it can uh, it can um, withstand a lot of slobber. But these are true facts of the iPhone. <laughs> uh, I've also done this with iPads. I've done this with. Um, the Amazon what's it called the fire thing like they're they're very inexpensive touchscreen device so um, find something and um, I will put some apps in the show notes Um, but again I was doing this a lot uh, like seven years ago or so and then I kind of took a break for it uh, from it so uh, I haven't investigated a lot of the apps that are out there doodle buddy is the big one I use app for dog is fun to use the painting um, part of that and it also has a screen that's just one big clicker so you can teach the dog to touch that and it has a screen that has two different buttons which you can program to make two different sounds. I used to use an app that I haven't found a good replacement for if someone finds one let me know called um, it used to be called big camera button and it would turn the entire screen Of the touchscreen device into a button so that anywhere a dog touched it on the screen it would register like a selfie like a very up close selfie Um, I think it had a timer on it too so you could have it shoot like right after your dog touches it with his nose anyway um, I think they stopped making this app because last time I looked for it I couldn't find it but um, you know what you could also teach your dog to very specifically touch the um, the capture button on your phone to take, to take their own selfie or set the phone on a, a selfie-facing burst as you have the dog touch the screen so that you can, uh, or, or on a video even, so that you can watch your dog touching the screen. Um, for that, you are going to have to make of some kind of verbal marker, be it a yes or use the clicker. Um, like I said, what's fun about Doodle Buddy, if you use the little icon stamp function, is that it is that uh, sound is going to register for you and take some of the work out of it. Um, you know, a, another sort of nice byproduct of this is if your dog becomes very interested in your phone, something, you know, up until now, your phone has probably been something that means... Uh, When it is present, it means my person is not paying a lot of attention to me um, until they want to take my photo, and then they're waving this thing around like mad, this meaningless thing. Well, you know what? One benefit of this kind of training is it's going to get your dog interested in your phone so that next time you are holding up a phone uh, to take a photo, your dog is going to look at that phone as something that is meaningful and fun, kind of like a... um, A ball. You know, some people will hold up a ball or a squeaky toy above their phone to get the dog to look at the phone. Well, what if you could build that kind of interest in the phone (laughs) itself so that your dog uh, looks at it? When you think about it, humans have had their dogs interact with their tools for, I don't know, probably millennia. You know, in, in recent years, think about how we have used technology and dogs in tandem in so many ways, whether that is um, teaching dogs to pull sleds, or gosh, you know, uh, putting Laika uh, into orbit, leica the dog, one of the first mammals, I believe, to go into space, or teaching dogs to sniff out bombs or IEDs. I think there is more and more going on Using cutting edge technology to um, help dogs help us. And we all have this rather cutting edge technology in our pockets these days. And uh, why not? Why not um, incorporate them, these devices, into our lives with our dogs? One last little fun thing I'll mention that you can do if you do get going with this and um, this is something that we do in our iPaw class um, which we've been offering virtually uh, for the last year I think we offered it in the studio though before that it's a lot of fun Um, but one thing I like to do is teach a dog hidden cues so that the dog knows if I say what's the answer for example they can learn that that's a cue for touch the button on the right that says yes, and they can learn if you say whatever else, um, what do you think that they need to touch the other button, Uh, which can be no. So in that way, you can ask your dog a question while at the same time, cueing them as to what the answer should be again kind of falls under the, the dog training party trick category of things, but um, it's still a fun exercise, and I do think that uh, people who are smarter than I can take <laughs> the ability of a dog to touch a touchscreen with his or her nose and run with it to do some cool stuff, but if all you ever do is work on just teaching them to do that hand touch and having that doodle buddy stamp make the noise of the marker I think it is still well worth your while to put in a little time especially if you're just starting out with training or if you're working with kids it's a great way to get them engaged um, because it is a a sort of funny uh, but truly useful way to see how important it is to capture behaviors with really good timing and use that kind of marker, what's gonna become, you know, a a secondary reinforcer, this marker, this little sound that the device is gonna make. um, Use that in the same way that you would use a clicker, but without having to uh, worry about getting the timing right yourself. So go check it out, at School for the Dogs on Instagram. I just posted in stories uh, my day one challenge with Poppy. Uh, which is which was um, the two of us uh, well it was me figuring out what kind of treats she was into thanks to everybody who uh, posted and tagged us yesterday it's really cool if you do participate tag at school for the dogs or use hashtag DT 21 days and you can get the full course if you want to follow along in great depth right now through the end of April totally for free a $97 value, just go to Store for the Dogs. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you can go to Store for the Dogs, but the link that will get you there quicker is uh, schoolforthedogs.com DT21days, and at checkout, just use the code DT21days, and it will ring you up for the course at no extra charge. So you can do that if you want to um, get more information on each day uh, of the training. And uh, also you can skip ahead and see what comes next. Lastly, just a quick announcement. If you are interested in becoming a professional dog trainer, I am talking to you. (laughs) wanted to let you know that we are... Uh, maybe a week or two weeks away from officially uh, announcing our summer 2021 professional program, which is going to be a six-month program for aspiring trainers, all done virtually. And uh, I I will share more details next week when we actually um, get the website up, etc., or perhaps the week after. But um, I am... Soft launching it here by uh, letting you know you can go ahead and apply early if you go to schoolforthedogs.com slash professional course application. Again, more details to follow. Spaces will be pretty limited. But if you think this is something you might be interested in, definitely go ahead and apply sooner rather than later. schoolforthedogs.com slash professional course application. All right, see you next week, or maybe see you posting your challenges on Instagram. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And special thanks to Bill and Lizzie of Toast Garden for the amazing theme song. You can find Toast Garden at youtube.com slash toastgarden. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping at storeforthedogs.com and you can learn more about us at schoolforthedogs.com. You can also connect with other listeners by downloading our brand new app, Just visit schoolforthedogs.com slash community.